Good morning again. Church Council met Monday night, and before I begin my message, I would like to read this statement prepared. Church leadership continues to prayerfully monitor changes in COVID numbers, including the current Omicron variant. Our Good Shepherd Health Team has recommended and Church Council has accepted by unanimous vote to update our house rules, which can be found both online and on the connections which you received here in-house this morning. The change is to increase our spacing by six feet of safe space, and it is highly encouraged. The previous spacing was three feet. Allowing six feet between family groups helps minimize transmission of COVID and helps us care for one another. This includes increased spacing in the narthex and halls to minimize group gathering. There is no other changes to our house rules. Thank you for your continued participation as we strive to care for one another and pray for those who are recovering, for the families who have lost loved ones, and for all of us to continue encouraging and lifting each other up as we face these challenges together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. So as Mike alluded to a little while ago, Thursday evening, the leadership team came together and made the decision to ask Pastor Jeremy to remain isolated as he has been exposed to COVID. He was supposed to give his last sermon today, but he will do that next Sunday, followed by a reception. The team gave me a choice. I was supposed to deliver the message next Sunday. And the team gave me a choice of either using the one I had already written, writing a new one, because the one I had written really is geared for next Sunday, or asking the district superintendent to fill the pulpit. So that was on my heart when I went to sleep on Thursday night. Friday morning I woke up and I looked out the front window of my home and there's these clouds. I have a southern view. And there's these clouds, and they floated east, and then they floated west. And then they floated east, and they floated west. And I'm going, well, that is absolutely no help whatsoever. What am I supposed to do? So I reread what I had already written, prayed, and felt that it was needed to be said, be it today or next week. So here goes. We are getting a new pastor. We knew this. We've known this for several months, but we thought we'd have more time. Yet here it is. What's the saying about how to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Let's be honest. Who here is a tad bit worried and anxious about the changes? Most people don't like change. But you're worrying. Worry is essentially a control issue. It's trying to control the uncontrollable. We can't control the economy, yet we worry about it. We can't control our adult children, but we still worry about them. We can't control the future, yet we worry. We can't control this pastoral appointment, 
but we're still worried. We worry that we'll maybe not like her. We worry that she'll make huge changes. We worry that she won't meet our needs. But guess what? Worry solves nothing. Philippians 4, 6 tells us, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And what about this? Are you ready to trust God for whatever is in store for us going forward, as the song Dana talked about earlier today? Do we trust him without borders? I pray that our answer is yes. And I pray that you're praying about it. We need to know and claim the promises of God so that we don't worry about our future. I have a book entitled 20 Things God Cannot Do. Now, I'm not going to talk about all 20 of them this morning, so (laughs) don't worry. But there are four things in this book that I I felt led to share. Number one, God cannot break a promise. Whatever challenges you may face, whatever troubles you encounter, God is with you, and he stands ready to protect you. The Bible tells us God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock. God arms me with strength, and he makes my way perfect. And that is Psalm 18, 30 through 32. God is our rock. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6, In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. God prepares the way. We simply need to follow. Number two, God cannot ignore you or abandon you. God is everywhere we have ever been and everywhere we will ever be. When we turn to him often, we are blessed by his presence. Since God is everywhere, we are free to sense his presence whenever we take the time to quiet our souls and turn our prayers to him. 2 Corinthians 16.9, the eyes of the Lord search the whole world in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And the very last thing that Jesus said to us before he ascended to heaven, Matthew 28.20, 20, and surely I am with you always, always, to the very end of the age. In whatever situation you find yourself, whether happy or sad, victorious or defeated, troubled or triumphant, celebrate God's presence and be comforted in the knowledge that God is not just near, he is here. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41.10 Number three. God cannot withhold his guidance when you trust him. 
when we genuinely seek to know God's will, when we prayerfully seek his wisdom and his guidance, our Heavenly Father carefully leads us over the peaks and valleys of life. Whether we find ourselves at the pinnacle of the mountain or the darkest depths of the valley, we can find comfort that God is always there with us. Again, Isaiah tells us, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. C.S. Lewis observed, I don't doubt that the Holy Spirit guides your decisions from within when you make them with the intention of pleasing God. The error would be to think that he speaks only within, whereas in reality he speaks also through scripture, the church, Christian friends, and books. These words remind us that God has many ways to make himself known to us. Our challenge is to make ourselves open to his instruction. Romans 12:2 Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, when you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Number four, God cannot turn a deaf ear to your prayers. The power of prayer. These words are so familiar, yet sometimes we forget what they mean. Prayer is a powerful tool for communicating with our Creator. It is an opportunity to commune with the giver of all things good. Prayer is not a thing to be taken lightly or to be used infrequently. All too often among the daily rush of life, we may lose sight of God's presence with us. Instead of turning to him for guidance and comfort, we depend instead upon our own resources. To do so is a profound mistake. Prayer should never be reserved for mealtimes or for bedtimes or only for hard times or as a last resort. It should be an ever-present focus in our lives. The plaque that I put on the altar says, Pray First. It used to be on my desk when I worked here and other places, and it's good advice. Instead of praying last, as a last resort, pray first, and God will provide. First Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray. Pray first. God cannot ignore your prayers. He can't. He promises us that. He hears them all. So today, instead of turning things over in your mind, turn them over to him. Instead of worrying about things outside of your control, trust God to help you accept them. Today, start praying constantly about all things, great and small. God is listening, and he wants to hear from you. Life is a series of choices. Each day we make countless decisions that bring us closer to God. Or not. When we live according to God's commandments, love God, love others, we earn for ourselves the abundance and peace that he intends for our lives. 
If we want God's peace and his blessings, we must obey him. When we're faced with a difficult choice or a powerful temptation, seek God's counsel and trust the counsel he gives in return. When God speaks to you through that still, small voice, listen. When you do, you will be blessed today, tomorrow, and forever. I have some final thoughts as we step into our next season. On the night D.S. Scott Aldridge introduced Pastor Regina to the SPRT and leadership team, he told us to choose to love her, just as we would any new person at our church. I found this to be excellent advice, and I pray that you do too. Amen. what we needed to hear. Sometimes when we think we get uprooted, like like Mike was saying, um, we had to turn everything around this week, but I think those watching and those that are here, that's exactly what we needed to hear, Shelley. So thank you for that.
go forward this week remembering these words. Now to him who is able to immeasurably more do than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, through generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.